everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shiitake Mushrooms. To get to, oh boy, here we go again. Well, thank you, Glenn, for that. (laughs) I kept it clean. You did. For you. You did. And it always throws me off when you do something uh, a little a little different than normal. Yeah. Got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first off, we have uh, two big things that I would like to announce. So, first off, you are going to hear Glenn and I quite differently than what you might be used to. And we shared on the podcast how we completely got new equipment and so that is what we're using now. We've both got uh, pod mics, and we've got the Rodecaster Pro, and it is going to be a fantastic experience. We just ask for a little bit of patience as we fine-tune how this sounds over the next couple episodes. So that's one thing, and this is Glenn's first time using this equipment. How's it feel so far, Glenn? So far, so good. Do you, feels, does it make you feel any different? Feels professional. It does, doesn't it? Yep. That's fantastic. Okay. And here's the other thing that uh, major announcement. So Glenn does not know this. I'm just going to show him a picture and we'll gauge his first reactions. So here we go. Oh, boy. Let's see. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Congratulations, Kyle. So, podcast fans, we want to wish uh, Kyle Reed uh, congratulations in becoming a father. Ooh, Papa Bear. So, Papa Bear. Just yesterday, uh, at, at the time of this recording, Isla Reed was born. So, what was the name again? Isla. Isla Reed, huh? Yeah, I S L A. All right. Yeah. So, fortunately. She looks like her mom, which is a good yeah, thing. I was going to say. Yeah. Otherwise, coming out with a full beard, that would not be comfortable for either one. Ooh, or Kyle's eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, we love you, but man, unibrow. Wow. Well, so, so a couple major things that we want to share with you guys before we start recording. So, ready to dive into this episode, buddy? Let's do it. All right. So, today... Uh, Glenn and I happened to be watching. So when I showed up at his house today, he was watching Family Matters. And there was an interesting episode on, I don't know what season or episode, but essentially the situation is a son and a father get in an argument over the son's college grades. The son decides, you know what, college isn't for me. Dad gets mad saying, this is your future we're talking about. Son steps up and says, you know, I don't even know what I want, let alone, you know, be in college and, and things like that. So that got us thinking about how to know what you want in life. And Glenn, from the very start, it, it feels like even as a kid in elementary school and whatnot, you are continuously asked by adults, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. And usually it's it's... As you're young, you know, when you're really young, it's just in play. 
because they want to encourage your imagination. But then later it becomes more serious. And if you don't know what you want to be by a certain age, you're kind of looked down upon. Yeah. And do, so, so let me ask you something. Have you ever asked someone, uh, uh, like a young kid, what do they want to be when they grow up? Oh, yeah, several times. And when you do that, why is that? For me, it's more I want to know about that child's aspirations, what they can picture themselves as being, right? Uh, I want to know that they have a healthy thought process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids, they'll say the damnedest things as they're growing up, right? I want to be an astronaut. Cool, awesome. That'd be great to visit space. No, I want to. I want to go on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you like Star Wars then? Awesome. We can talk Star Wars. But uh, I, I don't know. It's it, it's just a way to get to know a child on their level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's something that a lot of people ask. And I don't think that there's anything, there's no negative intention behind it. No, never. I think in a way, you're right, it gets you a little bit more comfortable with the child, but it also helps you kind of play along with them. Because when you are young, sky's the limit. You can be anything. It's a fresh slate. And so if if you're asked that from, from the very start, and then you evolve what is it that ultimately shapes you into who you are? So, for example, if, like, would you mind sharing with everyone what you do? Sure. Occupation-wise. I, I am what they call an associate category manager for a software and technology reseller. I manage a brand at, at, at this company, and... uh Basically, I'm managing the relationship between the partner that we work with and uh, our sales teams. Perfect. Now, go back to Glenn as a middle school kid. Sorry, uh, elementary school kid. All right, Glenn, here's you in the future. How do you feel about this? Man, I wanted to be Conan. (laughs) (laughs) O'Brien? No, no. He, He wasn't a big thing at that point. Conan the Barbarian. Or uh, a Ghostbuster at that time, I think. Yeah. I was like five or six. So then how do you end up here? And and by that, again, this isn't meant to be negative at all. What What's interesting to me, and this is something that we talked about before, when you are a child, sky's the limit. You want to be an astronaut and a scientist and, you know, do all these <clears throat> fantastic things. And then little by little, certain influences happen in your life and you start taking uh, a turn that you wouldn't normally have anticipated. And I think what the reason, sorry, the place that I want to take this, I think it's fascinating because I think you and I have different opinions when it comes to this. I think you, um, a trait that you've shared before about yourself is a, a realist. Whereas with, with me, I think it's a little bit more of, I, I don't know how to, how to quite explain it. I, 
when I think about where, where I am, if I went back to the middle school or elementary school me and said, okay, this is going to be you in the future, Rohit, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I would not want my current occupation. I would feel like that is 100% settling. And how would you feel now going back to, yeah, you know, you want to be Conan, but if someone said to you, you know, sixth grade Glenn, this is you in the future, what would be your take? Because I've, I've heard from both when I'm, when I'm doing personal development stuff with people, they say, wow, like if I could go back to that version of me, you know, and, and said, this is you in the future, I'd be thrilled. And I've heard some people just get <laughs> depressed. So, you know, where do you lie? Well, at that time, I'd probably be going, what? What's Adobe? What's, <laughs> what's technology resellers? Yeah. What the heck is this stuff? Um, it doesn't sound fun. It sounds boring. That's what I'd probably say as a kid. Um, I don't know, but there's parts of it that I enjoy, parts of it that I don't. I think that's true with almost any job that you have. And uh, I don't know. I really don't know. As, as a kid, I don't think I'd understand my job. And that would probably throw it off a little bit more for, for me as a sixth grader. Yeah. I think for me, if you told me that I would be in an office, I would consider that to not be successful for, for me. Because I, I feel like I would want to either be in the field doing something or you know, something where, where I'm traveling a lot. Right. But circumstances happen in your life. And before you know it, you end up where you are. Now, one of the things that I do in, in my seminars, not, not necessarily in the public ones, but, but in the corporate ones that I do, one of the things that I ask is everyone close your hands or sorry, Everyone, whew, everyone close your eyes. Now, raise your hand if this is your ideal job. And every time I've done this, not a single hand goes up. So I'm like, okay, well, open up. Not. Ladies and gentlemen, not a single hand went up, which means all of you ended up exactly where you are accidentally. And that is how I kick off my my corporate ones because it right there is a punch in the gut. I'd have to agree. Most people in the corporate world probably settled. Now, do you feel like you settled? Me? Part of it, yeah. I'm pretty sure I did settle when I first, especially when I took the job. Um, the way I looked at it, it was kind of a step up from what I would what I was doing. You know, when you when you brought me on there um and then i realized after about a year oh this isn't really going to be my end place but i'll just keep doing it because i'll wait for that other opportunity to pop up rather than make the opportunity happen mm-hmm. and the more i got into the stuff that i'm doing i realized that i can make things happen now because i'm building skills I never knew I, I would actually need. 
Because as a kid, I never thought of these things, right? But, uh, once you're out there and actually doing something, you can see where you want to get versus where you are now. And you can start to take steps to get out of where you're at. Why do you think we change what we want to do in life as, well, as, as adults now? As, as adults, dissatisfaction, unhappiness. Usually it's one big thing that makes us say, oh, I've got to change this, rather than all those little tiny little things that we just put up with. Now, how much of it is proactive versus reactive? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, if I was reactive at this at this uh, current occupation, I probably would have quit back in October. Um, so I would say October of last year. Yeah, October of last year. It's, it's October almost, now. Yeah, yeah, back in October of 2020. Yeah, probably would have quit 2020. Um, A lot, a lot of it is reaction. People react, and sometimes they react before they think. I actually had to force myself to think. <laughs> I took a day, and I said, I'm not, I'm not working today. I'm taking a personal day. I'm going to think about this before I make a decision. And that's, that's something that you shared with us before. I think that was a we, – we did an entire <clears throat> episode dedicated to this. Oh, yeah. I was treated pretty poorly. Still kind of bugs me. But I've put myself in a position where I'm not beholden to this job. I view it as a job, not a career. Mm -hmm. It's a stepping stone. And, you know, people that work there that listen to this podcast will probably understand that because (laughs) (laughs) everyone gets it. you're not always in the place you want to be, and you know that there are better places out there. Well, I'm actively working at this job to acquire a better career. Now, one of the one things that for myself I can think of when it turned when it comes to my career as an adult is, I think the majority of the time it's been reactive. Mm-hmm. Either, um, you know, uh, I was I was once with a company that got absorbed, didn't want to go to the parent company, so I went somewhere else. Or, um, you know, whatever the case is, it just you you end up in a different situation than what you thought. And only only a couple times can I think of where I actively was like, you know, I've I've had enough time for me to leave. I'm just not being challenged anymore. Or whatever the case may be, and I found myself in a different situation. And I think that's what the majority of the people probably experience from downsizing to, you know, maybe maybe getting let go, whatever it is, they kind of adjust that way. And when it comes to, very few people will say, I've, I've had enough, I'm done with this place, and actively leave. I think they'll convince themselves that, you know, this isn't really that bad. I like my coworkers. I know what to expect. There's no surprises. I know, you know, the day, uh, I, I know exactly what I'm in for. 
And because of that, I, I think you just end up miserable. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement in many cases. But I think everyone does it. Yeah. Very much so. And so when it comes to understanding where you are and if you want something new and something different in life, how do you make that change or what is kind of dependent on that change? Hmm. Uh, To make that change, you have to realize that you need it. You got to stop sitting on those pins, you know. Eventually that pain just dissipates and you get used to it. Understand that you have a value and you determine what your value is. Is your effort really the best that you can offer if it is and you're not being valued for that effort? You're in the wrong place. Look for some place where you're going to be valued. But if you're not giving your all and you're not getting the response you want, then the change doesn't necessarily need to happen with your business. It needs to happen with you first. Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice that I've received when it comes to uh, <clears throat> your employment was, do you remember Laura Arnosky? Yeah. Yeah, so Laura told me once, she's like, the best thing that you could do to give yourself a raise is to get a new job. And, you know, every time you get for a, go for a new job, expect to make a 10K uptick. And, and that was interesting to me because at, at the time, I think I was making, I think, I think like 55K a year. Mm-hmm. And this is only, wow, maybe, maybe four years ago or so. And now in my current occupation, I'm at about 128, 130. And, and what's interesting is had she not told me about that, my mindset back then of what it looked like to make even 60, 70K was huge. I thought that was so big. Right. And now here I am at, at 130, and I would say my next position or place that I go to has to be 150 at the minimum. If it's, if it's not, I'm not interested. And to think about that in just terms of where I was just a few years ago, that one piece of advice made me realize how valuable of a person I am. Mm-hmm. And I think when you are at the same position or sorry, same company for a long time, you lose that because here's the other thing. You could be somewhere for five years and they're going to give you a raise. But as an internal employee, the raise is only going to be a little bit. Right. But if you came in from the outside, it's going to be significant. Oh yeah. And so when I was taking a look at, at this episode, I, I think there's a couple things. Is One, you have to evolve as you grow, as you grow up in life. Like, I know this episode was a little bit more about your occupation. I didn't want it to be. I wanted it to be more of like, you know, just the concept of what do you, wanna, what do you want in life. But you have to evolve as you grow. Mm-hmm. And I think there are only two ways to effectively grow. One is based off of new experiences, 
and the other is based off of new information that you have. So maybe uh, you went to school and you got a, a degree. That changes the information that you have. Now you've been doing the job for a few years. Now you've got new experiences and new info. So those two things cause you to grow. And if you remain exactly where you are in the, not only the position, but with the same company for, for X amount of years, you are stunting your own growth. And I don't, I don't ever want to be at a single place for more than 10 years. To me, that means I'm stagnant in life. But other people would be like, oh, that, that's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do, where do you lie with that? I don't know. As a, a, as a kid, I probably would have looked at anyone that's been with a company for a long time. I would have said, man, you must be successful. Right? Yeah. Because growing up, that's what you, that's what you that's hear what and think you hear, about. Yeah, the, the whole loyalty thing. You know, if you're loyal, that means they're going to take care of you. Well, companies aren't loyal to people. People are lo- loyal to companies. To, to their detriment in most cases. I, I haven't seen a company out there, especially in the corporate world, that actually takes care of their employees and treats them like people rather than commodities that they can trade off or uh, drop. Yeah. One of the most painful quotes that I've heard is something along the lines of, why do you bust your butt for a company that would wait at least a week to look for a replacement if you died. Mm. That's the truth. Before your body's cold, they'll already have your, your, your position posted. And, and it's not that they don't care, but business needs to move forward. It does. So at, at what point do you stop dreaming about what you want to be when you grow up? I think people stop dreaming about that early. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as kids or teens, but once they get their first taste of the real world and work. A kid that goes to McDonald's and gets stuck there for a little bit. Or, uh, I don't know, the, maybe the, the kid that can't get hired anywhere because he has no experience and everything requires a college degree now. Right, and a lot of this has to be on the employers in that case. They're requesting or requiring stuff that people can't get, or only a select few can. So I think people are, uh, they're conditioned to give up and settle. Yeah, that's powerful right there. I mean... Take the the TV show we're talking about, Family Matters here. Uh, Carl Winslow, the patriarch of the family. He's been a cop for 25, 30 years, and uh, he was a sergeant for most of that time. Didn't get promoted to lieutenant until, I don't know, the 19th year as a cop. And then just... In this latest season, I believe it's the last season here that I'm on now, he was promoted to captain. 
So 20, 25 years in, and he finally gets to a, a position of leadership where he would actually be in charge of running something. <laughs> um, was he settling when he stayed on in the same position for 20 years? Yeah. I believe so. But it's but it's difficult in, in that role as well, and you're, you're a police officer. So right. I, d- I don't know enough about what that means law enforcement to know what the options are like do you do you move do you work for another city or i mean i'm i don't know how that stuff works but you know i I think when you are in that industry where you are limited in your growth that can stifle you you know Mm -hmm. In, in terms of the state, I, I used to work for the state, and it was pretty much, you know, I, I would ask people who have been there for a long time, how do you how do you get a raise or, or move on or whatever? And they're like, well, essentially you get to this point where the person in front of you either quits or dies. And I'm like, wow, like where's that incentive to be the bre- best version of you possible? And... I think when you start settling is when you get close to matching what your parents achieved. Because in our mind, we have, we see what our family is and that's when we start determining what is success. Our parents aren't going to tell us, you know what? I was a big failure in life. I want you to do better. They're going to tell you circumstances that have held them back from being exactly who they want to be. Oh, you know, like, um, they could say, I, I would get a raise, but my manager doesn't like me. Or, or whatever the case is, you start hearing their right. excuses. So as a kid, you start developing in your mind what you think success is. And once you achieve the same level as your parents, you're like, oh, wow, like, I did it. You know what? I'm comfortable in life. I've got good friends. I've, I've still got a great relationship with my family or I've got some kids now. I'm good. I think, yeah, this is, this is my life. I'm, I'm happy with it. And especially when I'm coaching people, I've, I've, got, I've had a lot of people tell me that phrase in the same way where mm. to them it's an epiphany of, wow, I have achieved this level and I'm good. I feel really good inside. I'm, I'm happy with this. And I am not okay with that answer for them because they're with me for a specific reason. That's because they feel like they want to improve their life. Mm-hmm. And that cannot mean I'm okay with this. That means you're settling. If you, my, if you my, say I'm okay, that means you have settled. <laughs> If you say, man, I'm fantastic. I'm getting success left and right, man. That If you're excited about what you're doing, okay, you're successful. Even if you haven't reached your goal, but if you've got that excitement, you know that you're going to reach your goal, you're on the right path. Yeah. But if you're saying, oh, I'm okay with this, that's settling. So, and, and I think to add on to the point here with, 
you know, using the Winslow family again, um, it, it's a little bit different in the public sector where he's at as a law enforcement agent than, uh, you know, than it would be for us in the private sector, right? Because we can go on to different careers, different career paths, but in law enforcement, there's not a lot of options. As you said, you know, is, is, where is he going to work? County, city? Is he going to have to move to a different city? But it's even more complicated for a family man. Why? Because he has kids. He has a wife, a partner who's got a job of her own. So moving for his career means everyone else has to pack up and move for theirs. So there's complications that set in in life. That's why if you don't get onto that path early for success, it's harder to reach that success as you get on later in, in your years and you get settled with family. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to this episode. You know, we it, it kind of became a little bit more about occupation than I originally anticipated. <laughs> um, but, but a lot of great information was still brought up. You know, are you in a place right now to where you've been at the same company for, you know, almost 10 years and, and you're still there? I have to question your aggressiveness with life because if you've been with the same company regardless of if you are achieving certain results regardless of if you're being promoted what it's doing is it's still stifling your own growth because you're still working with the same people the same leadership of the company what do you want to be when you grow up i feel like that's a question that constantly has to be asked because we're always evolving based off of new experiences and new information that we have in life. So take a look at where you are now. Are you truly happy? Don't convince yourself it's not that bad or, you know what, I'm good. Don't convince yourself of that because it means you're settling and you deserve better than that. So thank you very much for listening to the GYST podcast where we help you get your shiitake mushrooms. Oh, boy. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 